Hello everyone, welcome to the Brain Cage podcast. We are here because we sense the urgency of healing, growth and change. Our goal with this company and podcast is to bring you tools and inspiration so we together can create a flourishing world both inwardly and outwardly for ourselves and generations to come. My guest for today is an extraordinary human being, the master of the mind, Avinash Anand Singh. He is a transformational coach, writer, speaker, a member of a Forbes coaching council. He has also written several articles for Forbes, Business World magazine and has also contributed as a speaker at United Nations and UN. He comes from a unique standpoint of connecting science with spirituality. Our goal with this podcast is to help you grasp a better understanding of how this supercomputer in our head really works. As Avinash would say, so we can have little transformations within, so we can have greater transformations outside. There can be no better way to launch into 2022. So fasten up your seatbelts. Let's go for a ride. I was going through your content and it's really, really inspiring. And I've already got so many insights. Thank you why, so much. Why I decided uh, on this topic? Because hmm. what I found out, like your understanding on this topic of the mind is very, very deep. What we hmm. usually hear about subconscious mind, mind, brain. So it's very superficial, right? Visualize hmm. or they call like they talk about visualization. They talk about uh, repeating something again and again, like hmm. those affirmations, right? Hmm. Hmm. But what I liked most about your work is you're able, you're like this, your ability to look at this concept of mind from all sorts of angles, from spiritual perspective, from a psychological perspective, from a neuroscience perspective. So that's mm. like, I mm. enjoyed it, a lot. Yeah, that has been uh, my effort as well, that how do we get a holistic and deeper view? So yeah. that, uh, and today, I think once uh, it's like, it's, uh, it's possible today because we have much science in the, you know, in the layman uh, domain to be accessed. And I right. think, uh, you know, the idea is, Truth has many levels to it. Hmm. You know, truth is not just only one truth. It has multiple levels. So the more you see from different levels, different aspect of truth comes in. You know, hmm. the issue is when we are when you are stuck with only one aspect of the truth, which may not be uh, right, abs- completely right. It is yeah. partially right, but not absolutely right. You know, so the idea for me is also my effort uh, in my work is: can we get a more holistic? And, uh, you know, multifaceted truth in place for which I think science plays a beautiful role. A spiritual understanding plays a beautiful role. So that's the work, which is also we are engaged in, you know, so that is the, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. And I resonated with a lot because I'm on a similar path as well. Although you are much, much ahead on this journey. So I was wondering, let's start with your journey from where you got inspired and as as i can see steve jobs behind you yeah as steve jobs would say what makes your heart sing <laughs> yeah absolutely you know that's the question that you know 
I think uh, long back I read a quote. I don't remember exactly who was the author, but yeah. the quote says something like this: that you know, don't ask what the world needs. Mm-hmm. Ask what makes you come alive, and go and do that mm-hmm. because what the world needs are people who have come alive. You know, mm-hmm. so I think. Uh, the key aspect is when we are living our truth when we are living our truth and you know what we are meant to carry out in this world i think there is a different flow of life which comes to you and for me as well i discovered i was fortunate enough to discover quite early in my life that this work is something which is very passionate i am very passionate about you know and the work is simple the work is that you know that we all are people with great potential you know not just theoretically but today we have enough science to prove it from you may take it epigenetics uh, neuroscience positive psychology quantum physics or ancient understanding of spirituality we know that we have tremendous potential but the biggest challenge is we are made to believe as if we have no potential you know mm-hmm. so the belief about who we are is the limitation in discovering who we are and until this belief is not broken until this uh, you know this vi- this uh, complete uh, glasses which we are wearing which is stopping us from seeing the real truth mm-hmm. till the point the glasses are not uh, removed we will not see the exact picture and for me uh, this was the work which i did for myself or maybe i was i was i was fortunate enough to came across books and people who helped me to understand these well and i realized that oh, if this is the case why not spend your life in helping others to do the same now, others mm-hmm. to lift the the veil of ignorance which is covering their you know their own true self you know so that has been my work and the last 7 8 years now i've been doing this in form of different workshops we carry out one to one coaching we carry out with people life coaching and then uh, these workshops are online classroom with corporates with companies mm-hmm. as well so may multiple areas of the work we carry out you know so last eight years has been uh, focused only on this yep yeah. and yeah that's true i think we have when you think about problems which we have in this world i think for most of the problems we have like outward solutions right but mm-hmm. why as like as a human race why we don't implement them is because we lack something inwardly or maybe we are not developed enough to implement them right? absolutely absolutely yeah. yeah so uh to quote you uh, you said we have given a great supercomputer but we don't know how to use it right and yeah. i think your work is all about like how to use this super computer super computer more efficiently right so what is like mind and what is brain and how do you differentiate between the two so i think uh, you know one thing uh, shan what has happened is that we have we have not been under, we have not understood this uh, this you no know, this differentiation clearly and hence uh, you know it's like you have been given a great instrument mm-hmm. which we don't know how to use and if we don't know how to use it we end up using it in all all kind of ways uh, good as well and not so good as well so i think uh, you know 
if you look at the human being a human personality or a human being it has multiple dimensions to it you know yeah. the first part of the human being comes in what we call as consciousness or what we call as loosely as soul you know hmm. or different terms in different culture but all cultures accept this idea that you know there is a consciousness there is a soul science says there is a consciousness and the spiritual understanding says there is a soul you know and that's truly who we are that this consciousness the soul takes different lifetimes and as we take a lifetime what we get is a human body you know and this human body is the primary the means through which we experience what we call as life through different senses you know the light the touch the seeing the feeling you know so the different senses is what enables us to experience what we call as life but when this physical body comes in with the body comes a lot of things physical body is one bigger organism which we have right yeah now mark my words i say uh, we have this physical body we are not the physical body you know so as a consciousness mm, it's like i'm i'm having the body but i am mm-hmm. not the body it's like i am the driver of the car but i am not the car the car is a separate entity than the driver you know and driver is the consciousness or the soul now so when we look at the consciousness having this body rather getting the body to use in this lifetime mm-hmm. we also get what we call as a brain and the brain is we know scientifically is more powerful than a supercomputer as well you know mm-hmm. now the brain and the body works in a very beautiful sync together for us to experience what we call as life and without the brain or without the body this life is not possible now in this so till now it is clear right we have the body we have the brain uh, how what do you how do we define the brain the brain is nothing but simply a recorder of all the activities you do you know so mm-hmm. whatever you doing the brain is recording it you know uh, you go through uh, somebody some place you eat something how is the taste did you like the taste or not all of it the brain keeps recording it's a recording device primarily yeah. you know and uh, these recording device this recording kind of becomes what we call as the neural pathways in the brain you know these are mm. uh, the memories the records of the past now then w- comes in picture what we call as mind you know now the mind is not the brain the brain is what we see as the hard the hardware what we call as of the human body it mm-hmm. is the hard surface it is the the physical device you know yeah. but the mind is the invisible aspect of the brain you know the mind is what we call as the software running the brain you know now brain typically is same for everybody until somebody has gone through a injury or something like that the brain is typically the same like the kind of brain structures i have like you know the prefrontal cortex i have the hippocampus thalamus all of it even you'll have it almost all human beings have the same brain right. so in brain there is no difference as such majorly what is the difference is comes in the mind you know the mind the invisible aspect the software aspect so mm-hmm. in a laptop you can have we both can have the same laptop but the software can be completely different you know i can have a higher version of the software whereas you can have a lower version of the software you know and depending on the software the output differs the result differs as well you know the outcome differs mm-hmm. so the mind is the software which kind of the this consciousness uses the mind uh to run the brain and the body you know so it's not that brain is running the body the mind is a greater entity even greater than the brain so to say in a simple word 
it's like the mind is imagine the mind as a you know as a field of information and energy mm-hmm. inside which the human body and the brain is present you know so for example think about this part you cannot you cannot do something uh, for example okay now let me give you a, in a different format different way uh, just to make the simple things the sim- this yeah. thing simple for yeah. the viewers in a way you know now in the brain all that you will see is either you have thought or you have done something in life all the re- right. recording is present in the brain right but if i ask you right now to imagine a very unique thought a unique thought like uh, for example imagine you are having a dinner with say president of us uh, usa you know in a in a place in maldives in a boat in the evening sunset mm-hmm. i'm sure this thought you have never thought before you know no. it's a very unique thought you having the evening breakfast uh, supper with a us president in a maldives uh, you know uh, somewhere in the boat mm-hmm. now we imagine this possibility so in the brain we had no trace of this thought but mm-hmm. it is using the mind which has possibly no limits of imagination we created a very unique thought you know now when this once this unique thought gets created it this thought gets imprinted on the brain but depending on the nature of the thought either i'll feel good or bad which right. will be a trace in the brain as a chemical mm-hmm. you know if the thought is very pleasant i'll feel good and the brain releases maybe a feel good chemical and the brain in the body has a trace of it now thought mm-hmm. it not so good the brain will create a chemical which is not so good not so pleasant so consciousness as a soul we have mind as a field of information and energy now which is typically now what even science is coming to understand and through this field of information and energy we are kind of running the brain and the body you know so science now understand brain very well neuroscience says that mind is nothing but brain in action but brain, mind has a greater understanding than the brain as well you know and that's where now slowly we have some scientists like dan siegel so these psychiatrists uh, neuroscientists they are talking about this now very fascinating mm. but the yogis of ancient time they understood it very well they understood mind in a, in in its complete entirety and yeah. different dimensions of it and this is what the entire studies of spirituality has been focused on yeah we are we are living in a time where science and spirituality are kind of aligning so i understand it has to Yeah. it has to cross the path you know right. science is becoming the new language of spirituality it mm. is demystifying now in the terminology which we can understand which normal person can understand the, the spiritual phenomena which were not very clearly known before you know mm. uh things like intuition things like precognition you know mm. uh things like uh, telepathy now we are understanding okay why something like this may happen and science plays a beautiful role in giving us this as a a proper terminology a structure which a common person like you and me can understand yeah Th- things get weird with this concept of mind uh, when you say like mind is not limited to body and it's like it is kind of uh, what we can say a radar like a radius which is outside of body 
mind captures that as well i heard you saying that so speak something exactly like that. exactly so think of mind like a wifi device right so a wifi device at one place if you keep the wifi it has mm-hmm. a certain radius to it right like yeah. for my my wifi right now can broadcast signal and any mobile can connect to it say mm-hmm. maybe in a distance of 20 ft 25 ft possibly right so depending on the strength of the device that's the area it can cover but if there's a stronger wifi device which mm-hmm. gets used in a company uh, a greater distance can be covered the mind is something like that you know it's a very unique field of information and energy which every person carries you know and mm-hmm. this device this 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 software again software is an invisible part it kind of it kind of spreads around to a certain diameter certain radius you know mm-hmm. now in ordinary people it is to a very very limited level but mm-hmm. moment a person becomes spiritually advanced or even great people the mind suddenly starts going to a much larger distance you know mm-hmm. so a great yogi can be at a place in in a particular city but his mind is so expanded he can be aware of what is happening in somebody to someone in a different city because the awareness of the mind has is such expanded he can be instantly aware of it as well and we have many cases like that we have heard about these great spiritual teachers and these great people who have great experience with them you know so in limited people the mind is limited to a certain uh, radius but as you grow spiritually what we call as the expansion of consciousness the mind gets kind of much more broader wider in its strength in its capacity in its processing ability uh, and that's where you know uh, you have tremendous uh, power coming to you and the south these yogis in tibet and all they can do great work you know they can uh, things things like telepathy becomes very very normal for them you know and greater power greater siddhis is what we call as kind of you can uh, you can uh, access to once the mind is developed to a certain level so is this something uh, one should aspire towards or this happens naturally as you move on towards this path so you see normal evolution takes care of this as we go ahead normally uh, with life with reading with understanding with learning the mind is getting trained you see um, a mind of a child and a mind of a person right now adult right is a difference the adult mind is more focused more trained more robust right whereas the child mind is very fragile is still not that strong so it is something which is very natural but when people come on a spiritual path when we take a path of a spirituality then depending on the school you go in depending depending on the meditation practices you carry on there are advanced practices which can expedite the process as well you know and this can fasten the development of your mind you know in terms of faculties like concentration faculties like imagination faculties like focus uh, faculties like uh, memory right these different aspects of the mind starts becoming very very strong so if somebody finds a proper school a proper teacher it's absolutely all right to you know work on to develop the mind because a developed mind a controlled mind a evolved mind is a great instrument to bring a lot of change in the world you know if you look at the philosophers these scientists these yogis they are the people with tremendous will power mind power that's how they made the change in the world look many people have ideas but they're not able to execute ideas how come mahatma gandhi having one simple idea and he inspired 200 million people to follow him so he had a mind which was very very uh, developed strong and had so much of strength into it that he can inspire people to follow not for one day two day per for years together you know yeah. so that is the difference so 
as I think Swami Vivekananda says that you no, know, the difference in human being is nothing but difference in the ability to concentrate. You know, uh, a great mind can concentrate very, very strongly, whereas an ordinary mind cannot. So, if you find the right school, right uh, teacher, it's a good idea to spend time in conscious development of it. Otherwise, life in a slow, slow pace generally does it for everybody as well. And when when we think about mind, there are these two separate concepts, which is one is conscious mind and another one is subconscious mind. And I heard you say like until we don't take control of our subconscious mind, making any lasting behavioral change is next to impossible. So let's yeah. talk about that. So so look so the mind now can be simply divided into categories: the conscious, the subconscious. How do we understand this? The conscious mind is the mind which we use to do activities, you know, consciously. So, for example, you say, I'm feeling hungry, you know. So, you'll get up and you'll see, okay, what to cook. Okay, there is a packet of Maggie. You know, and you'll say, okay, let me make Maggie. And you take out the Maggie and you start making it, right? So, you had an urge of hunger and you decided using your conscious mind at this part of time in the day, what do I get to eat? And the logical option is Maggie, you go and do it. So which mind do you use is, is the conscious mind, conscious. just thinking mind. But moment you had this urge of hunger and you thought, what do I do? And you look at Maggie. Now the process of you getting up from your place, walking towards the kitchen, taking out the Maggie, mm. making the Maggie, uh, start cooking the Maggie, the entire process of it, that is not a conscious activity. You have done this activity many times before as well. You know, so all the things which you did, walking towards the Maggie, cooking the Maggie in the next two minutes, you know, making the thing go well, all of it was subconscious activity, which means you have done this activity in the past and the brain or the subconscious mind kind of knows the program. Whereas if you are making the Maggie for the first time, if you're making Maggie for the first time, watching a video, then you'll be fully present in that process. You're going step by step. Okay, what is next? Okay, put sugar, uh, put salt. Okay, put salt. What is next? Put water, put water. You'll be so present. Whereas if you have made the Maggie before, you'll not be so present because it is automatically happening now because you have done this process before. You know it easily, subconsciously. So the mind has this two aspect to it, always conscious, subconscious. Conscious mind is what we say is a thinking mind and the subconscious mind is a more of an automatic mind, a habitual mind or a feeling mm -hmm. mind. So when we say that the brain is a recorder of the recorder of all your activities, everything what you have done in your life, you know, all the habits you have currently with you, all of it resides in what you call a subconscious mind, the unconscious mind, which simply means that uh, you know take a, a activity like driving, and the first day was difficult, second day was difficult, a week was difficult, but you you kept on driving for two three weeks, it became easier for you. Now you want to think of driving and you can easily drive. So the skill of driving from the conscious ability has come to subconscious now. It has become an automated habit for you, which the mind knows now the sequence of program. And you just think of driving, it runs the program clearly. Step one, two, three, four, five, six, right? That's the, what you call as the subconscious mind, which is nothing but in a simplest language, a mind which creates habit, a mind which stores habit. Now you can store a good habit, or a bad habit as well. A smoking, a bad habit, you pick it up once, twice, thrice, becomes a part of you, difficult to leave now. 
Similarly, a good habit like exercise and meditation, you pick it up, it becomes a part of you as well, and that gives you great results, you know. So the conscious mind is engages in thinking, you know, critical thinking, conscious thinking, subconscious in all automated routine activities we carry out, you know. But any skill we have, any talent we have, and if we do it often, uh, it's a subconscious activity in, in process. so enlightening and so habits which we call habits of the mind are actually habits of the subconscious mind subconscious any habit is subconscious any habit is subconscious is there, is know? there any science behind this subconscious like absolutely 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 so uh, you know uh, we have enough research now with many many neuroscientists talking about this now mm-hmm. and uh, you know some of the scientists now the years back they discovered that the brain has a default level of, so i'll give you one example through which you know kind of science made this point more clear psychology all, all has talked about this for a long time you know the conscious subconscious but neuroscience now uh, this study about the brain you know uh, it also highlights more properly this 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 thing so there was one experiment done uh, in which uh, you know uh, a group of people were out to sleep right so the scientists researchers they did not say anything to them like what time you have to get up you know in the morning you just mm-hmm. slept but these people were put under the brain scanner you know so their electrodes are completely fitted in the brain so they're seeing the brain activity so these people slept in the night and the morning they get up around 5 o'clock 6 o'clock and they saw when they're out to get up right uh, there's some activity in the brain and these people got up you know so so it's like naturally when the bodies have got enough sleep uh, you know your, your mind gets awakened now and you start your daily activities interesting in the second group these group these people are asked to decide what time they want to get up so they, they decided okay i want to get up at the morning 4 o'clock you know so they all had a unique timing defined for them hmm. but one timing given to everyone in the group and they found the group of scientists found that before the timing which was what people decided for themselves 30 35 minutes before they saw a activity in the brain certain activities were captured in the brain mm-hmm. and around 30 minutes later these people became awake so they realized now moment they had a intention decided for them what time you want to get up the brain a part of the brain kind of you know in advance started getting active to make you wake up and this simply happens like tomorrow you want to get up in the morning at a particular time tell the tell yourself this is tell the pillow and you exactly right. get up at that same point of time you know so one we know that a part of the brain is what it carries this function but scientifically now we know uh, in the brain we have we don't have one brain we have what there's a different there are different different theories so one quite accepted the- well accepted theory is called as the triune brain model t r i u n e triune brain model it was given by a paul bola neuroscientist called paul maclean so he says uh, we don't have one brain right we have three brains in place you know so the front brain or the top brain is what we call as neocortex right which is the the recent evolved brain we have got in last few hundred years few thousand years right uh, the human neocortex brain right now this brain is what differentiates us from animals right this is what human being is all about the neocortex the prefrontal cortex then we have something called as what we call as limbic brain or the mammalian brain you know mm. 
the brain which is responsible for emotions all emotions we experiences from that brain and then we have something called as reptilian brain you know or the what we call as r complex reptilian brain is the oldest part of the brain you know which is which is where the you know the back of the brain comes in picture the brain stem the hind yeah. brain is what we call as now we know now that that part of the brain the reptilian brain and a part of the mammalian brain is what we call as subconscious brain because all habits they notice is is the there's the part where it stays you know all your basic survival function is where it stays you know and the 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 neocortex is what we call as the conscious mind the thinking mm-hmm. mind you know the mind which we involve in action and all these different habits but the subconscious is where the reptilian brain is you know especially the area of cerebellum is where these habits are stored you know so now we know scientifically that that's the part of the brain is what we call as subconscious in nature which has more of automated habits stored in the system so in childhood uh, like our brain is very very plastic right and whatever information whatever belief systems we form in our childhood impacts our whole life so absolutely they are also subconsciously present which are influencing our everyday actions absolutely so you know think about this part imagine as a child you have not been allowed to ever take a decision on your own mm. you were instructed to do something like do this do that you know you said mama should i do this no 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 don't use your mind just simply do this right so you were never allowed to take decision and that's what you have grown up with so as a as a teenager as a adult now you'll have you'll face issues of self doubt because you always in your initial days you're always you were told to do certain things you never given the choice to make choices for yourself right. today when you have to make a choice for yourself which generally happens in life you'll find self doubt you'll find some bit of you know uneasiness because you'll feel oh, i always have been told but how do i decide for myself right now so in the first 7 years what they say is the thinking mind is not present the logical mind has not developed the rational mind is not developed so all that we go through we listen we hear you know we understand we see from people and the things are told to us it becomes a part of what we call as subconscious mind you know it's like the default programming being given to you so if i ask you right now you know the color of your shirt you'll say i say what is the color you'll say black and white i say but why this black is black So you would have no answer. You say this is what I have been told from childhood that this is black and this is white. You know, you never question. Similarly, we have been told a lot of things: what is good, what is not good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong. You know, so all these are nothing but frameworks or concepts or rules we have picked up from childhood, basis of which we live our life. And sometimes when things goes against these rules, we feel uncomfortable. Suddenly, we feel not so good. you know now some are good things we have picked up some are not so good things life is difficult that's not a good idea because if you have picked up life is difficult your entire life you will keep on facing experiencing difficulty no matter what the situation is because your belief is life is difficult you will only look for difficulty you will only experience attract create difficulty for you you know so from childhood we have many beliefs we pick up and these beliefs runs our life right now because all that we do currently 
actions, thoughts, yeah. they are influenced by our belief system. Mm, that's, that's why when we try to make any conscious change, it's very, very difficult as well as it doesn't last long, as you said. Exactly, because the beliefs are in the subconscious mm. and you're using the conscious mind to make a change, but the subconscious has got through no change. Still, the old belief is here. So you say, I want to get up in the morning. The old belief says, I'm a procrastinator. You know, <laughs> so there's a, there's, a, there's a difference now. Yeah. So when there's a conflict between the subconscious and the conscious, mm-hmm. always the subconscious wins because it's a greater mind which has a greater control over the body. You know, hence, mm-hmm. no change is possible until it is made in the subconscious. And there are different ways to make it subconscious, like visualization is a process for it, repetition is a process for it, affirmation is a process for it, right? Mm-hmm. So any subconscious change is what is lasting. Otherwise, we all get inspired in two days by listening to a talk, reading a book. But when you go back and start applying it, uh, you know, we stop in two days time because we have not gone through the critical period yeah. of bringing the change in the subconscious. So what, what is one method which you have found which works in uh, like very, very exponential rate in, in influencing the subconscious? No. So it's like imagine this. Uh, the sub. So imagine this. Now, if you look at the if you look at the building when a building is getting constructed, mm-hmm. so you'll find they keep the bricks on top of each other, right? Now, when the bricks bricks are kept, they are strong, but not so strong as of now. You mm-hmm. give you hit a, you you hit once and the wall falls off, right? Because the bricks are not strong. So what they do is they put cement around it, you know, on top of it, around it. The cement act as a strengthening force, you know. Right. So once the cement is done and they put the water and the cement, the wall becomes stronger. Now with a one punch, it can't be broken, you know. In our brain, when we want to think of an idea, do something, it's like the neurons are getting connected together. There are bricks which are getting now stacked upon each other, right? Mm. But until the emotions are involved, it is not going to become stronger. So emotions are like the cement. That's where it gets kind of, you know, stronger. So idea is whenever you are experiencing an emotion, either a negative one or a positive one, the door of subconscious is open, right? In an extreme emotional state, either a negative emotion or a positive emotion, whatever you do, you think, you feel, you say, kind of gets programmed in subconscious very fast. Right. So one simplest way I say to people is, you know, suppose you, uh, you know, you feel fear about some certain things, right? What you do is put up a favorite music for yourself, you know, the music which you like, and you start dancing, right? Start dancing with that music till the point you feel I'm completely in that zone. Now, once you have come in that zone, simply start thinking about what you fear. It might be public speaking. It might be talking to strangers. It might be maths. It might be English. Whatever thing is fearful for you, right? Go in that state of peak performance where you're feeling energy, where you're dancing, you're jumping, you're completely in that mode and start thinking about what you feel fear about, you know? Like two, three minutes, start thinking about it and then continue dancing for some more time. As you think, keep dancing, keep thinking, keep dancing. If you do this enough time, your brain now has kind of, you know, the old emotions of fear has been dissolved and you have anchored now that particular thing like a math or English or public speaking 
with a new emotion of joy and happiness. Because what you have done is you have raised the emotion and you have put the intention into it, a thought into it, you know. So while dancing, imagine yourself solving maths. As you dance and jumping and shouting and singing, imagine yourself talking to strangers. So you are programming the body, you're conditioning the body with that particular behavior in a different emotional state. Mm -hmm. So you can, you know, it's like you can change the pattern in no time. And that's why some people have a fear of bungee jumping. They do it once, the fear goes away. Because the body has now learned a different emotional reaction. You see? So that is all about, you can change any pattern in no time, given you at least put some effort and, and dancing and all becomes so easy. I see people, I ask, I tell people, don't dance without any intention. When you're dancing, say the words, life is easy. I'm becoming stronger. I'm becoming powerful. You know, put those ideas because those words are picked up by subconscious very fast in that emotional state. It's very, very similar to what we learn in psychology, cognitive behavior therapy or exposure therapy, right? Yeah. So in exposure therapy, is like, you know, you are exposed to that particular thing you feel. And mm -hmm. with the repetition of exposure, you are desensitized now. You're not feeling anything about it, right? So, but it's still traumatic. You're still uh, focused, seeing it mm -hmm. and again, going through the trauma. Simple aspect is you can mentally Mm. visualize going through it multiple times. Yeah. So even if you mentally do the same thing multiple times, like suppose yeah. you feel fear in talking to strangers, talk to stranger mentally, 10 strangers every single day. So even by mentally doing it, you kind of overcome from that fear automatically because by mentally running it as well, you are treating the body and the mind in a different way. Yeah. So almost all limitations and fears can be overcome. If you just, no, use the ability of imagination to do it several, several times. I have this profound understanding of subconscious from listening to you. And there are there were many, many tools. Let's let's spend spend few minutes talking about your concept of abundance mindset. What do you mean by abundance? Look, for me, abundance is we have a flow of, you know, unlimited flow of all that we desire in our life, right? Mm -hmm. Unlimited flow of all that we need in our life, right? So most of us, we stay in what we call as lackness mindset, which means today people only focuses on what they are missing in life, what they don't have, you know? So I don't have a you know, greater flow of income, I don't have maybe a big house. I don't have a big car. Most of us, if you talk to people, they're not so happy. And if you ask them why, they're focusing on something which they are missing, which is not there in life, right? Now, so we can say they are in a state of lackness, you know? Now, most people, they stay in the state of lackness and they want to create abundance for them because that's what they're seeking. They're seeking to have more money, right. more success, but it's like sowing the seed of guava, you can't have, you can't have mango. Mm -hmm. By staying in lackness, lackness of feeling, lackness of thinking, lackness of being, because, you know, lackness feels different. If you, and right. I make people do this, that if you think about what you don't have right now in your life, feel like two minutes, 
you start feeling contracted your energy goes down you start feeling yes. negative so lackness is kind of contraction of energy the most people they stay in lackness and they want to create abundance for themselves they want to have more money more success but from lackness which is at a low energy how would you have abundance which is a high energy doesn't happen now what i ask people is see the truth the truth is you are you have a abundance life all that we need to live life we have in abundance so i ask people what is the minimum which should happen for you to be alive so they say oxygen so ask yourself don't you have oxygen from day one in abundance without even asking for it right uh, ask your body is your body getting regenerated the cells the eyes the kidney the lungs the blood is not you have all these in abundance right so if you logically start asking you'll find the most important of things in life are in abundance for us we have never been sort of food we never been a sort of uh, you know breath water you know all these are in abundance but somehow we only focus on what is one or two thing missing so what i see to people is it's not bad in even thinking about what you want for yourself but if you are in a lackness mindset and then want to have more money that doesn't work out can you first shift to abundance mindset which is acknowledging the abundance you have in your life right now no matter who you are if you're alive you have lot of abundance for you things which you may not even feel abundant but in lockdown we saw people who were you know dying for oxygen we realized the value of oxygen you know <laughs> how important is that yeah. so moment you start seeing the truth and you see that oh my god i have truly a lot of things in abundance you start thinking thoughts and feeling emotions which of which is are which is of higher nature mm-hmm. the emotions are like joyful you're happy you're feeling uh, very positive you know fulfilled and the thoughts are like that i have plenty in my life they are no they're not thoughts of scarcity mm-hmm. and with this thought and emotion now even if you want to make more money it happens faster for you because you are in a higher vibration mm-hmm. attracting a higher vibrational energy for you but being in lackness wanting to have abundance is a mismatch mm-hmm. right so abundance mindset is nothing but acknowledging the true abundance you have in your life and creating more of those thoughts and emotions to keep your energy in a very very higher level and i believe in that state everything gets possible for you every door door is kind of accessible to you to achieve to create to want and to desire and to have whatever you want for yourself yeah. you also said universe is in us like universe in itself is in a state of abundance absolutely so is it more about aligning ourselves with that frequency or is it about Absolutely. cultivating this state of abundance you see cultivation you see alignment both are true mm-hmm. uh, you see look at the universe there's no lackness in the universe go out in nature go to a river go to a sea go to a mm-hmm. mountain just being simply present you see what happens to you the sense of energy expands inside inside you outside of you completely you know so without human beings everything is in abundance in the universe including animals the plants everything else right. is human being who comes in picture and they start 
developing greed, developing selfishness. And we start now separating things, dividing things. This is mine. This is yours. And mm-hmm. our entire issue happens. But if you look at the nature, nature itself is pure abundance. All nature gives to you. All land is free, of course, by the way. Human beings put price to land. All fruits are free. All grains are free. All air is free. All water is free. All that you need in this world is all free for you. Human beings have put cost to it. So nature in its true in its true reality is pure abundance. And the mm-hmm. moment we start spending time in nature, we start expanding our consciousness, raising our energy. And when we start literally embodying those principles and virtues, what are the virtues of nature? Sharing, giving, compassion, love. When you start embodying those virtues, we become very, very close to nature. And that's when life kind of takes a shift completely. Yeah. And even if you think about history of human civilization, we didn't have whatever we take for granted these days, like our cell phones, clean water, electricity, like a house to live in, food, right? Absolutely. For, for the so most part of the history, we had to struggle so much for even basic survival needs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So what will be your message to the world? I think, uh, you know, the message is quite simple. Uh, no matter who you are, what you have been through, what you're going through right now, what are the conditions you are living in? What are the circumstances you are in right now? irrespective of whatever has happened, you will still carry, if you're still alive, you still carry a great power within you, a great potential, a great energy, a great possibility to create the life you desire to live for yourself. Never in the point of a human life, you are ever taken away, this power is taken away from you, right? The brain is extremely powerful, the mind is extremely powerful, the human spirit is extremely powerful. All that you have to carry out, anybody who's listening to it right now, is to shift to a positive emotional state and, and rooting in joy, rooting in happiness, rooting in abundance is when you start really tapping your power. The way people have been stuck is they have been stuck in a negative emotional state. Fear takes your power away. Lackness takes your power away. Greed takes your power away. Jealousy, guilt, worry, doubts, all of it is what contracts your energy. You are almost lifeless. So tap the power of positive emotions. That's where you really open the gates for yourself. We know even now the mind becomes more sharper, more aware when we are in a positive emotional state. So I think we all have great potential and this life is nothing but to experience that potential. And that's one common purpose for all of us. Can we maximize the potential and can we really live that potential in the world and live in a way that it impacts many, many people? That's the best gift we can give to all of us. You know, live in the world, which will something which will live beyond you and something which is of very, very positive contributing aspect in this world. When we start to think about or vibrate, towards these positive frequencies or we become more optimistic. So what I've seen, and it's kind of a blunder in our thinking that we start to 
repress all these negative emotions or negative tendencies which yeah. you have mentioned and rather than growing it backfires on us <laughs> so what are your Absolutely. thoughts on that so i think you know the 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 issue is when people people don't want to experience some emotions hmm. so listen if anger is coming inside me i will experience anger completely okay let it come in right now what i'm feeling right now okay i'm feeling a burning sensation here i'm feeling energy in my hands my legs hmm. allow your body to feel the anger completely whatever is felt fully gets dissolved completely you know but we say no, no i'm feeling anger no no i'm positive i'm positive i'm positive no you're feeling anger by the way that is a bypassing you are not honoring yeah. the emotion you have right now and you want to feel something else feel the anger completely and once you feel the anger you'll see it will settle down in some time now you say okay now i i want to choose what emotion i want to feel now so now once i have felt the anger i say i want to feel gratitude so let me recount my blessings i want to feel love let me go and help feed a poor person i want to feel joy let me go and play with the kids so then i can choose activities behaviors which can trigger those emotional state but when you're feeling a negative emotion feel it completely because if you suppress it it will come back to your haunt come back to haunt you in the future in some time you know so whatever is felt fully is experienced fully so yes. feel it and then develop habits to cultivate more positive emotional states amazing i i want to end this with a quote by you uh, which i read somewhere within you exists all that you ever need dig discover integrate and grow so where they can find you and your work uh, today in on today in the world we are in we are all over so anybody can search on google facebook instagram you know we are on all places uh, instagram is coach_vinash and but avinash and singh by the name uh, i think all the channels shows up automatically on on google yeah i'll link all that in the description as well so sure. people can find find it there sure. thank you so much for joining me today it was a delight talking to you and same here shantanu it is always a pleasure to talk to young people like you who are you know Uh, this you are an example for people right how you can channelize this energy to create much difference in the world so congratulations for your effort and i'm so happy to be here today and talk to you thank you so much